guess what? We can now all safely drink 33 to 40 cans of diet soda a day and not be at risk for cancer. Did anybody else think it was called aspartame? You're listening to Warm Beer in the Cheap Seats podcast, WBCS, with Big Mike and Casey. Take it away, Casey. Oh, yes. Uh, thank you, my favorite linguist, uh, sweet <laughs> Melissa. Another great intro. Uh, yes, aspartame. Um <laughs> I'll drink to that. <laughs> um, I hated diet sodas always. Uh, Big Mike's out. He's um, he's gonna be gone. He's being an adult and doing an adult thing, so not gonna blame him there. But he'll be back eventually. eventually. Um, so you know, so it goes. Uh, Big Ed will call in. Uh, rock and roll retrospective. One of my favorite personal albums. The Doors, L.A. Woman, can't wait for him to uh, kind of break it on down, you know, with Mr. Mojo Rising. Oh, that's a little teaser right there. <laughs> and uh, that's a good little wordle word if it was only much less letters. Yeah. Um, we're talking mostly sports. Baseball's back. We had the All-Star Game. Uh, Racing's SRX uh, series is back. That was on last night. I know Big Ed was kind of chomping at the bit to kind of discuss that. Uh, perhaps Subway will join us. Who knows? Mm. Subway is a loose cannon. <laughs> a little upset he was not on MSG last week. Oh. Uh, but, hey, that's all right. Um, you know, then we're going to discuss a lot of movies and such. So I was listening to an interview that um, – and I think it's important to kind of bring it up, and I'm going to bring it up in ad nauseum because I, I think it's imper- important that people understand what's going on. So I was listening to Ron Bankton doing this interview with uh, Bonnie McFarlane and uh, two other folks that are involved with the writer strike, and their their strike captains are all in New York. And uh, you, you know, the the big thing that people have to understand is. Most of the writers don't make a lot of money. All they're trying to do is make the little money they can make so they can get just basic benefits. I mean, they're already uh, basically contract people. But if they make X amount of money, then, you know, healthcare benefits come in. And without healthcare, if you've ever had to pay for it for your own, uh, you know, it's, it's very expensive. And if you have family and it's, it's very stressful. So all they're, all they're asking, they're, they're not asking for like, make sure uh, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon, you know, get 20 million a movie and get points on it on top of that. They're just looking at the lowest denominator, the basic writers that are like, Hey, can you keep giving them jobs? Cause the executives want to give their jobs to a computer. So imagine this. AI is going to create art. Because that's what it is. It's art. Art. Writing is an art form. Creating entertainment is art. Folks, I'm going to quote another AI, Alan Iverson, or challenge him when he's sitting there having to discuss practice. We're talking about practice. We're here having this interview about practice this press conference we're just talking about not the game but practice and that's how i feel i agree with that ai not to have this ai like why would a robot write a screenplay we're talking about robots writing screenplays 
We're talking about robots writing screenplays. It's it's the craziest thing. I feel like I'm taking crazy pills because everyone seems fine with it. No one's upset. Really? Well, I, I no one's in an uproar about it because let me tell you, when this domino falls, no your job. Watch movies. It has nothing to do with about movies. This has to do with your job. If if AI takes their job to write and create TV and content and movies and shows, which all it's going to be is just uh, some form of plagiarism because AI is only smart enough what you tell it. So you have to feed it scripts. Well, then it's just plagiarizing. Okay, folks. Um, it's horse manure. If this comes to pass, your job is gone. Done. Done. Just, just kneel down, take your, take your head, curl it between your knees, all the way up to your bunghole, and kiss it goodbye. Because you're not going to have a job. You know. Um, but then what do we all do? Then what's life for? Like, no. I hate to say you know, our jobs are just, our lives. Hey, just hang, hand out some uh, crumbs to me, you know, just so I can survive. Well, that's um, the problem is you have studios that are run. I mean, more so than ever, studios are run by people that do not know or understand the industry. They're tech bros. Mm. And all they know is tech stuff and they know the stock market. So all they care about is, is that bottom line. Hey, uh, we need to make a billion dollars on this movie. They, they don't care about the art film, the indie film, stuff like that. Look at the movies being released. There are less movies coming to theater mm -hmm. every month. Uh, now, we're still in the golden age of TV. TV shows are great, mm -hmm. except on CBS, where it's like, 14 versions of CSI and blue blubs, you know, so whatever. Hey, that, that was their choice. But the fact of the matter is, you know, you, you need people to do these jobs. And all they're asking is just a little piece of that pie to have a living wage. It's not hard to ask. So this week, the Screen Actors Guild, the SAG-AFTRA, and I forget what the AFTRA stood for, but it's another uh, guild of writers. Uh, have agreed to strike as well because they're now without a contract. And all the executives had said they're not talking to now the screenwriter, the, the Writers Guild, because they're like, oh, we have to take care of SAG before we take care of you. So this strike is really? going to go. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so there was an interview with in Deadline. Uh, a guy from Apple, an executive, that said, we're just going to wait till they've run out of money, mm -hmm. they can't pay rent, and they crawl back. And that's their game plan. So they have no intention to... Uh, that's just going to make people put their heels in the ground further. Well, they should. They right. should. Listen, everyone should put their heels in the ground. Everyone should, uh, you know. Yeah, they kind of collapsed last time. I think '08 or '07. They had that writer's strike. Yeah, and it it, and it went like four or five months. Um, look, it, it's it's a lot of good shows canceled because of it. Yeah, well, a lot of people are going to lose their jobs if they do not fight. We we have to fight, and it, if if the writers, it's, all, lose, it's just greed. 
Casey, just it's disgusting. Absolutely. If the writers lose this strike, we're we're screwed. We're screwed. We're losing all our jobs. That's it. Could you imagine? I mean, seriously, I wouldn't go to movies if I knew they were written by robots. Like, what's the point? The whole thing is to be in awe that people did this, that people like you and I created these movies. Like, why do you want to go and watch a robot make a movie? Yeah. Because to them, it's entertainment. They no. don't give a fuck. Well, no, for them, it's a bottom line. It's, yes. it's all about uh, yes. the, the stockholders. I hope they're of listening. I'm not going to robotic movies. Part of the problem is going on in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so anyway, listen. Looks like it, yeah. I'm not trying to bring it in a downtown, you know, but no, no. This, is, this is something that I, I, I'm passionate about. And look, people Yeah, it's say, affected my leisure TV time. Well, it's... <laughs> I don't have much now. People can blame or say whatever they want about me. I'm going to sleep like a baby at night. When I say sleep like a baby, I usually wet myself and uh, just wake up crying. Wake up twice, get out of your crib, walk around your room, get back in. I got the the spy cam. You got quite the uh, nightlife going on there. Yeah. Yeah. I I grab a Snoopy uh, plushie and then uh, I walk into another bedroom and fall back asleep. Yep. You still, you grab your Guddler, you give it a push. Yeah. My Guddler. Yeah. Your cuddler, his bandit car. My cuddler. Oh. <laughs> I forget. It was supposed to do something. I think blow bubbles when you did something. No. I, it, you know what? You used to pour, be able to pour water in it, right? Right, and it right. And it did the something. conductive, you know, it made, uh, through whatever element it went through, it made conductivity and it would run until the water came out. You know, it would finish. Yeah. Huh. You love that thing, man. You, you, you play cuddlers. Cuddlers. <laughs> <laughs> they were called guzzlers. Oh, yes, yes. I was like, wait, is that Beca- real? You know, Casey was like two or three. He couldn't <laughs> say, he'd say guzzlers. <laughs> yeah, I did not know how to enunciate. I don't think I had yet gone answer. to finishing school at that time. Right. So uh, <laughs> He'd yet began, finished his two-year-old training, you know, he's still working. <laughs> there's, a, there's a, you know, uh, a hierarchy in, in learning to talk. Mm-hmm. There, there learn to curse is. words first and learn like the same in, in like inappropriate places like the restaurant or church yeah i got taught about like burt reynolds and jackie in uh you know uh, whatever smoking the bandit he knew he knew what a some bitch was i didn't know what a some bitch was yeah. and a couple other so things did so did half in nesequag you know that would be at church they all knew who some bitch was yeah and they knew about benny hill yeah, that was the best story ever. Oh, it's a story. Oh, so there's a there's a show uh, in, in in Big Die. She she listens to it uh, on you know terrestrial, Roger and JP, and they always do like they have a name in the envelope. It's actually a pretty good bit. And they'll give you some clues, maybe. It's kind of a twenty question thing, and and the one answer this week was Benny Hill. Oh yeah, I, I, I was awesome. listening because uh, uh, I was in and out doing something, and I heard it, and I was like, "Who is this? This got me intrigued." And uh, I was like, "Oh, hi." Do you know how I learned from Benny Hill from was from uh, D'Lo? It was uh, wasn't that like on PBS though? Something like that. No, it can't. No, it wasn't a PBS. It would come on. It was like, like you know, it used to like come UHF? on. Originally, it would come on on like WGN. 
Oh, which yeah, was yeah, Channel yeah. Nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a Chicago station. For some reason, we got it. Yeah. I don't know. There's like an oddball station we got. Hmm. Wait, and, uh, and that was like their local affiliate. But anyway, they they would play that at like at eleven thirty at night. There was a you know that that was the kind of channel that would play. Oh yeah, yeah, something a just, little racy at night. Yeah, and uh, you know, fifteen. They're like, oh man, it fuck, I like that. Is that a nipple? You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> that's that was like you know, Price that's headlines. Time. You're talking sure. about it the next day on the bus. You know, yeah, Benny Hill. Did you see that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Benny and we used to talk about Benny Hill and what the Stone Man had. The dealer and I were talking about the we'd, Stone Man. Yeah, yeah. I'd sit right behind him and we and I talk like to the back of his ear, you know, like in the like it, we first started meeting in ninth grade. You know, that's where it all started. We we talk like like dorks, like music on the bus all the whole ride, like what we listened to the night before from and what Stone Man said. You know, I'm Stone Man, enjoy. And it was always like you know he played he played an album side. I was like. That was what LP format, you know, long, the LP was long play. That's what FM was originally, was was all long play formatted music. See, SNL was like that for me when I was a kid. And I mean, young, young, young watching it. So, you know, uh, when I was 10, I would have to like secretly stay up at night, you know, and I had a whole thing. Um uh, in case someone like walked by my room, they couldn't see any light. I'd have a, I'd have a blanket down uh, on the uh, door so light wouldn't seep out. So you'd think I'm asleep, and it would be so low. I'd have to watch it for like uh, three inches from the TV screen, yeah. and I would just bite my inner cheek so I wouldn't laugh because it's mm-hmm. like Dana Carvey, Mike Myers. Dennis Miller, Kevin, you know, Phil Hartman, just uh, Jan Hooks. I mean, hysterical cast, right? That was a good cast. Monday morning would be, there was like four of us that watched it religiously. And we, like lunch, we were just like, all right, break down SNL. You said Mike Myers? Yeah, I mean, he came in like around probably like the later part, like 88, I think he came in, 89. He used to do a skit that I thought was genius. Him and, and it was the blonde broad. I don't know her name. Um, and they were like little kids, and they'd be like strapped to the, the swing oh, set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like the monkey bars and shit. You know, they would always be like trying to jump out. And he was so good at like making his hand move, really, his arms move really fast. It, just it, like it, a little kid would. It know? wasn't Jan Hooks. Um, but she you know what blonde I'm guy. talking about, though, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can yeah. see her face. I just don't. You know what? I I would she, never. She always plays in a million years. I'd never guess her name, so I'm not even going to pretend to know her name because I don't. Yeah, she, she she was great. She always played someone like really bubbly and, uh, uh, yeah. She was always like the second character, never really a lead. Correct. That's weird. I mean, you know, you find your heart hierarchy in that show, and you just you know, if it works, it works. You know, it's uh. I've read so many. Yeah, books but that was and, some good cast. I was like right after oh, yeah. the Eddie Murphy cast, right? Uh, yeah, pretty much, pretty much, because yeah. it, it reset like '85. They they did a one-off with uh, Martin Short and uh, Billy Crystal, and then um, then they kind of rebooted it, you know, and they they brought that. You know, what those guys were too. I, I don't want to say too talented, but they were just too brilliant. For uh, the not so prime time players, well, you know, Billy no. was actually supposed to be original 
not ready for primetime play. <clears throat> and for some reason, uh, something conflicted. He couldn't take the the offer, but he was supposed to be in he, I guess. He was good. Or, I like Crystal. He, he, he was supposed to be original cast. <clears throat> Excuse me. I did not know that. Yeah. I did not and, know that. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then it didn't work out. And, you know, Martin Short was Canadian. That was his crime. Oh, here, listen to this. You know what I found? And it's buried in my iTunes, so I have to figure out how to get it out. Let's see. I'll put mm. it on for you. So we're waiting. Well, easy. Let me write you a check and do not talk about my with me. You said you would play with it like it was silly putty. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah, the... I'm going to keep those on cue, though, for Subway Slam. That's been a long time. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I didn't hear from him today, so I don't know if he's going to join us. But yeah. Well, we, we got this. Mm-hmm. All right, so we watched a couple movies this week. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, as did I, and I think you you had already oh. seen, but I'll share when you're done because I was well, very amazed and uh, impressed. Oh, did you watch everything and everywhere and every all at once? No, I actually I watched Top Gun Maverick. I had not oh. seen it. Oh my gosh! And, you know, when I turned on my at my TV, the app screen that was like you know latest movie and i'm like eh. i put it on and i was like free i'm like oh the fucking price is right ah. and, uh, <laughs> put it on put a little volume on the uh, bows got it fired up and uh there you go it was so fucking good, good. it was it's good right? movie right yeah they, hats <laughs> off to i'm not a big tom cruise fan but hats off to him and the cast they kind of a plausible hollywood air force thing you know uh yeah, it's it's it, it was uh, it was almost believable, but not really. You know, I didn't. You know what I didn't yeah, buy? Yeah. They they both crashed in the country, and they got this F fourteen. Like, you know how long it would take to get that thing ready to fly? Shit. Mm-hmm. Even if, even if you had to, it was good. Yeah, yeah, it was cool that the F fourteen they were able to, you know, make it happen against the fifth gen and. It's good to see all the cast back in there that that was able to. Yep. Absolutely. Except for Kelly McGillis. Was that supposed to be the the barmaid? No. Who was Uh, she? So she Just a made-up friend from a long time ago we never met? They (laughs) kind of mention her in passing in the first movie because they mention about him, like, dating the Admiral's daughter or something like that, Hmm. and that's who she was. I she see. was someone that was like mentioned in passing in the first movie. Still yeah. good. No, I, I yeah. anyway, you, you said a movie. And I'm like, oh. Well, I wanted to it, see it when it came out. And then all of a sudden it was like, was it free? And I don't know, it was kind of, I think it was Sunday I did it. I, listen, I, I give Tom Cruise this. He's, he is literally our last true movie star. You know, just in that sense, he's not like an actor or this or that. He's a movie star, you know. Right. And there's not many out there that are movie stars anymore. And uh, no, he's know. had a long career too. I mean, I just I was just thinking about. And he's had a couple duds, but every once in a while, he just comes back. Like uh, now, it'll be interesting with this Mission Impossible just came out this week. I never got into through. the Mission Impossible. Did you? Uh, later on. Yeah, are they good? They've gotten better, believe it or not. Oh, I see, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've gotten better. They've add people. They're actually, I don't know. And 
and there's good action. The, the, it, it moves along. It, it's the best parts of the best action movie you can ever see is Mission Impossible. They, they, they hit all the right notes. Mm-hmm. It doesn't it stop, just, does it? It doesn't stop. You're, you're, you're just into it. You, you're like, and you're in it. You, you just fall into it. Um, now, I That's like kind, You know this, what? That's kind of what happened with Top Gun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had very low expectations, and I found myself hooked. I had no expectations, but I also found myself hooked. Hey, there was an afternoon a couple of years ago. I was staying with my uncle, just, uh, you know, uh, hanging out with him. And they were doing like a marathon. We watched like three of them, like back to back to back. And we were just like, uh, I, I was off that day. and We were just watching movies and we were just like hooked into it. I remember I caught one of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, you showed up like on the last that's one. A, that's actually one a good a memory to have. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. And we were just, you know, kind of sidebar comments throughout like, eh, I don't know about that. You know, <laughs> that's how that goes. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, pre- pretty good. Uh, now, I did like the second one just because the second one had such an awesome soundtrack because it had like Metallica and Chris Cornell and. Uh, Monster Magnet and stuff. It had like an awesome, awesome. Oh, Monster hard, Magnet! I remember. It, it had an awesome hard rock. I I listened to a lot of music this week. Oh, nice! Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I did every well, day. I did I did le- at least one L.A. Woman, and then I, yes. I put my which I normally don't do. I put my iPod on a shuffle, mm-hmm. and it was it was cool. And I, every now and again, there'd be a song from the retro, you know, from the retrospective, you know, like oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember this, you know. Uh, Uh, highway robbery. I'm like, ah, oh, the best band you've never heard of. That's that's what I think when I hear them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ton of music. Yeah, looking forward to hearing about LA Woman here later. Uh yeah, I'm telling you, Jerry Chef, this guy. Uh, oh, uh, are, are you talking about Elvis's bassist from from the TCB? That's right. Mm-hmm. Taking care of business, baby. I think he was like 11 years with Elvis or something like that from 68 guy, to 77. Uh, something. Just uh, a, good, a good run with that, with that band, you know? Absolutely. But this guy, I don't know. He And, and you know, I, I, I don't want to give too much because I, I, I mentioned D'Lo again only because, like, he's the one that, you know, taught me to listen, you know, and got me into the headphones and just really, and this is an album that you have to listen to with headphones. It just, there's so much going on. You can hear Jim. He's like, he's like kind of cheering the, you know, he, it's so subtle. You can hear him because the whole album's recorded live, which is great. They're in the same room, you know, Jim's in it, but except Jim's in a, in an archway of a bathroom to get that. That's how they get that, that, that tone, that deep tone. Right. 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 And um, it was recorded live. Like every, they, it wasn't like, Listen to the track and you play over it. They were all together and played, and uh, that they went back to their roots. That that was like probably the only thing they got right in the Oliver Stone movie. What's that? Oh, the L.A. Woman segment. Yeah, at the very end, when it runs the credits, and they show them like kind of like playing in a house party, kind of or whatever, people just lounging around, and they're playing around the house live. Yeah. Because that's how the movie ends with the credits rolling. 
Yeah. And uh, I'm like, well, at least they got that right. It's a fun movie. It's yeah, yeah. Uh, they, they portrayed him really. I think not well. Uh, maybe not. Maybe you know he was. If you look at he wasn't a very, he wasn't a healthy guy. He was. Well, know, he's diff- he was difficult. He was difficult. But yeah. from but, you know, part friends, of the problem with them in the studio was not only Jim was Rothschild, the the producer they had because this one they did with Botnik. Okay, so. I, I think I meant, yeah, I don't want to spoil yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, they, yeah, but yeah, 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 yeah. No, 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 that's fine. That's We're fine. starting to touch on stuff in my uh, in my potent <laughs> script. All right, all right. We'll, we'll, we'll table it. Crap. Yeah, yeah, put a pin in it. Because yeah. um, he is the stoned immaculate. Yes. <laughs> so we watched, uh, come at, bring it back last week, if you're listening last week. We, we, we talked about... <laughs> Goodfellas. Oh, yeah. So there we are. Fast forward, you know, Saturday. Uh, we're, we're at this house just waiting for the AC to get fixed. Yeah, this house. We'll, we'll, si- we'll skip that whole thing. But I'm like, hey, Goodfellas, we can stream this right now. Sweet Melissa's never watched it. What? Sweet Melissa. Right? What, what did you think about Goodfellas? Uh, well, the next day I said, I want to watch Goodfellas again. Yeah, she became so. a guy. She, <laughs> she just wants to watch yeah, it, it again. And that's a movie you can watch over and over. It's never, you know, it's always something you pick up. Oh, I didn't remember that's this. What I uh, Karen! <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. I loved every part of it. I, I loved it. Do you know it. what? I got roped into John Wayne on uh, on Sunday. And I even recorded something so I could finish watching NASCAR. And they did uh, McClintock and then El Dorado. Oh, nice. So nice. I stayed up on a Sunday. On Mondays, I like to get up at like around 3, 30, 4 o'clock. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't go to bed till like midnight, midnight 30, somewhere around there. Yeah. I, well, just, he, I, I love El Dorado. Uh, it's, a, it's a great movie. That's now, now uh, I, want, I, I want to go back to Goodfellas real quick. Yes, if you don't mind. Yes. We'll, we'll yes. and we can yes, always yes. circle back to John Wayne. You know me, squirrel. Um, and in Goodfellas, um, which and again, I've watched this movie probably a dozen times, like start to finish. Mm-hmm. Now, on top of how many times I've caught it in between somewhere, and then I'm just watching it. Um, there's a scene. Uh, with a guy he's talking about, and I've never noticed this before because I had mentioned, I was like, oh, uh, Henry Hill was noted for some stuff in college basketball, you know, with point shaving. And this guy's like, and I never noticed this one scene. This guy's like, I made all this money on Boston College. Mm -hmm. I was like, what? I'm like, that was Henry Hill, Mm -hmm. dude. And they didn't mention that it was Henry Hill, but they they mentioned it. I was like, okay. I was like, I don't know why I never caught that. It was just like uh, just like a quick throwaway line. A guy was saying like walking through mm-hmm. like a, a group of people, and um, I didn't I, even hear it. He I, said that was Henry Hill, and I was like, oh. yeah. I was like, oh no. I mean, Henry Henry Hill. That that's the movie he's on was very connected to this uh, 
college basketball point shaving with Boston College. There's a great 30 for 30 on ESPN hmm. they, they've done on it. It's Yeah, Henry Henry Hill was a, a scary guy to deal with. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I bet. Hmm. I mean, what, what a movie, though. I, I, I think in, in me personally, if I'm going to rate Scorsese, his number one film. And I know he's he's got some great ones, Taxi Driver and Raging Bull and stuff. Uh, Goodfellas is always going to be number one for me. And now I understand. There's a lot of great lines in that movie. I, you know, and, and all right, here, here's another thing in that movie. Uh, Paul Servino. Yeah. All right, so he's Pauly, not a stretch for a name. So, hey, Pauly, you're playing Pauly. <laughs> but there are scenes that Paul Servino, such a good actor, such a good actor that he doesn't even say anything. And you're, you sit there and you're like, I think I just he's got that cat. He's got like a captive look. He's got a captive look, but like he gives that look, like all right, uh, you guys are in trouble, and you just you're like, damn, these guys are screwed. Like there's a scene early on, and it's actually the guy from Sopranos, Polly Walnuts, and I forget the actor's name. They're like playing grab ass out in front of the the deli, and then Polly walks out, and he's just doesn't say anything he looks at him and they just stop and he walks away and they're like mm-hmm. paulie doesn't have to doesn't move fast but that's because paulie doesn't have to move fast yeah. i'm like god oh, that's a great line but like how he looks the, the only other guy that i can think that can do that was marlon brando with just without words just by looking i'm like that that's acting at its core mm-hmm. just Amazing. Paul Sorvino's so underrated. Wasn't um, that the line too that everybody's name was Paul or John? In the family. Yeah, they're yeah. they're Paul or John or they're Marie. And you just named you said Polly played Polly and then this other guy who played Polly. Well in another <laughs> That's a Catholic thing though. True, that's a that's, that's a Catholic thing. You're right. You know. Very true. Yeah, but it's, the, not, it's not Paul. We saw the new Indiana Jones. And yes, we did. All right. So um I loved new, it. All right, there you go. Sorry. She she loved it. Right, look, I'm not gonna say I hate it. Mm-hmm. I have certain feelings about the original three movies. Mm-hmm. Um but I thought it was a good movie. I thought good overall. I think if it's a send-off. I, I was, I don't know about the complete ending of itself, but um, I think I think as a send off for Harrison Ford doing Indiana Jones, I mm-hmm. think it was a it was a good movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got the battle of the the Nazis one last time, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, it had a good storyline, and you know, just kind of moved around, and you know, they tie in weird history stuff, and uh, look, he still can act, and he's very. Uh... Pretty agile, you know. He still moves. He was in the, in that uh, Yellowstone. Spin Correct. Out, uh, the nineteen twenty three. Correct. It was good. He was great in it. Like the whole I, I, the whole cast was unbelievable. But Big Ed, his his, he's in a, another show that's on hiatus now, but on Apple called Shrinked. 
It's a comedy. Yes, I've seen that. Yes, I have not. You have seen it? I, I've I, no, I, no, no. I've I know of it, and I'm. I you know I just big Ed. So I gotta good. get to it. Yeah, so good, right? so good. Oh, shrink, shrinking or shranked or something like that. It's very, amazing. very good. And he's fan. I, I think it's some of his best work. Mm-hmm. Best it's work. on Paramount or Peacock. One of those. Uh, I think that's an Apple one. Maybe. I see it on my, app, you know, on the app screen. Where is that on Amazon? No. I oh, maybe it is because I do see it. That's what uh, maybe. Oh, I don't remember. I'll yeah. look it up. But um, no, he, he's good in it. I, I think it's a good movie. Um, you know, John Williams does the music, and a lot of it's kind of nostalgic. You know, Indiana Jones has kind of the same uh, theme throughout. Now, what was weird, because I, I, I was like, we're going to sit in the credits. and uh, Oh, it's Apple TV, by the way. Uh, okay. But uh, on the credits, because this was George Lucas and Spielberg to start with. This was like their baby, Indiana Jones. Their full-on joint project. And uh, they both had just EP credits, but I didn't see anything else. So they weren't involved in the story or the writing. And I I don't know if they had any input. So, And I had heard any interviews or anything. I'd be more interested Mm -hmm. in how involved they were in – Indiana Jones, because early on, they that was like their thing. Mm-hmm. You know, the, those first three movies in the time they, they were released, they're like the one of the biggest box grossing movies ever. You know, there was like of the top 10 grossing movies going to like you know, year 2000, three of them were Star Wars and the other three were Indiana mm-hmm. Jones. There still really isn't anything like it or much at least. No, Indiana Jones is kind of, yeah, yeah, its own thing. Yeah. With um, that said, though, um, look, it was, a, it was a good movie. Um, how would I rate it within the realm? It was definitely better than the last one. Mm-hmm. But I don't think better than the first three, but entertaining movie. Entertaining. So um, do you know that we were going to – we were going blah, 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 blah. last week when Subway Slam and I were going to Studio C because we're in Studio D right now. Right, Subway said the exact same thing. Yeah, and I just had to realize that you weren't there with us. Oh yeah, yeah. He said the exact same thing. Better than the last one, not better than the first three, but good. Yeah, it was it was a good, enjoyable movie. I think a a fun movie to watch. Um, I, I don't know. It's like um, they they didn't give it a total finality, but I mean, you know, obviously the character itself, they acknowledge he's older. He's mm-hmm. old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. I think they did a good job. Maybe why you didn't love it as much as I did. Maybe this one was a little more cute than the other ones. Like less rugged, more cute. There was still some rugged parts. I don't know. Well, I, I don't. I mean, I I seen two of the original ones in the theater. Yeah. I saw Temple of Doom. Um, and I saw The Last Crusade. I didn't. I, I was too young for Lost, the Lost Art to see in the theater. But mm-hmm. Temple of Doom, I was pretty young, and I was frightened. <laughs> really. And I went, uh, yeah, and I mm-hmm. saw it with the big GP, 
and he just leaned over because he must have knew how a scene went and he just said you should probably cover your heart and i freaked out because <laughs> i thought the guy was going to rip my heart out <laughs> um you know uh where's in kaliman kaliman and uh, so it was uh, a very terrifying moment mm-hmm. in a theater i that was the first of many strokes i had uh, uh yikes <laughs> And that guy would frighten me all the time, but that was a good one. He got me that day. Who? GP. Uh, yeah, you know uh, the 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 big lettuce and tomato, whatever we're calling them these days. The vegetable guy. <laughs> don't act like you don't oh, know who I'm talking I just about. Got the, no, did I? Okay. Yeah. I get it. The no. big GP is the big green pepper. Uh-huh. You know, T Bone. Uh, yes, yes. <laughs> that's but why I, I said the hammer earlier. T Bone and yeah, the hammer. Yeah, you remember yeah, when they, they yeah, when yeah. they were little kids? Oh, yeah, yeah. I well, figured. I kind of imagined. Well, the big green pepper uh, gave me a stroke, and I was like six. It's <laughs> never been the same. Oh God. Oh, it's by, you know, here's the thing with Goodfellas. So it opened, um, too, and I was just thinking about this. Like, I love what, I, I don't know, I just, I'm just, I, I just love movies. And, um, like, older movies in the 80s, 90s, and it's, the the, the winged horse comes out. TriStar Pictures, mm-hmm. which is a, a defunct movie studio. They oh. do not exist. They're gone. Goodbye. Uh, I was but, wondering why I hadn't seen it in so long. It, well, that's why you haven't seen it. But I was just like, when I saw it, it brought back so much good memories. And I was like, mm-hmm. man, there are so many good movies that I remember from my childhood. TriStar Pictures. Mm-hmm. Um, when I saw it, it, just, I don't know. It just, it's like, mm-hmm. huh. It's you know like what? I was it's like wrapping yourself in a, a comfortable blanket. Mm-hmm. You're like, this is going to be good. But I saw when I saw that, I'm like, this is going to be good. Let me ask you: Have you ever seen fried green tomatoes? Yes. Uh, you know what? I never would see it when it was in the theaters. Like, it sounded, you know, like that's gay. Fried green. What the mm-hmm. fuck's a fried green? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And now, fast forward 35 years or whatever. Here we are, like about a month ago, maybe a little longer. It was on, and then I watched it from start to finish. I'm like, wow. It's good. That was a good fucking story. A good cast on it, too. Yeah, just, yeah. Yeah. There's a ton of movies out there like that. You just just watched that? Yeah, a month or so. Maybe a little longer. It was, with you know, it it caught me off guard. Every now and again, there's a movie I haven't seen, and I'll watch it. I'll be like, damn, that was fucking good. I I actually, I... I saw that in the theaters. <laughs> Which were fried green tomatoes? Yeah, yeah, because I, I used to go to... All right, so this is how it went. It, this is how it was supposed to go. So me and a neighbor down the street, uh, uh, Chris. I won't say his last name, uh, but... Uh, yeah, DV. Yeah, down the street, right? Yep, yep. We were going to go see a Stephen King movie. Um think it was supposed to be like lawnmower man or something right and we got dropped off and i i think it was at main street six but it was one of the the older theaters in tampa that don't even exist anymore but in either case uh 
we got dropped off as was the common case, you know, where parents would just drop you off and we're like, we'll see you in like three hours and you know, right. Right. Listen. So we go to buy the tickets to rock cuts radar. And you guys are not 18. Well, we're like, uh, well, we'll go see fried green tomatoes then I guess. <laughs> So yeah, you wouldn't want to see the gang. So you go into that theater, you're like, oh fuck, nobody see this. Yeah. So uh, and you know they're definitely watching us to like try not to like mm. sneak into another movie or something like really? that. Really? So, yeah, 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 oh yeah, for sure. So because that was a thing, you mm-hmm. know, sneak yeah. around and uh, so we we saw uh, fried green tomatoes instead mm-hmm. with the. Uh, I don't remember the movie. Much. Mary Stewart Masterson. Yeah. This is Spacek. And uh, I think Kathy Bates was in it. Kathy Bates was in it, but I don't think it was Sissy Spacek. It was the same lady, I think, who was driving Miss Daisy. Yeah. Right? Maybe, maybe, maybe. It was a good cast, though. Yeah, for cast. sure. Hey, you know what? It's just one. You know what? It's. I'll tell you what. It's a movie that's not made today. No, they don't do anything like that. Oh, oh, Cicely Tyson. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 That was a real twisted. Like, oh, so you swung the pan. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it. It's a good movie. Like, yeah. It. It. it, It's got a good story. Like, they don't make movies like that anymore. No. Mm -hmm. Um. They kept playing with the timeline, like that. You know, and I like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. All of a sudden, another they peel a piece of the onion for you. Be like, ah, <laughs> the fucking, uh, you know, the the little clue catcher goes off in your head. Well, that that's yeah. I've been I've been hooked to uh, uh, Turner Classic Movies for that same reason because it's just showing like old movies you don't normally see. And, yeah, no, and, and I they do. show them commercial free. I'm like, yep. I'm like, oh, that's it, that's it. I'm I'm sucked in. And I don't care. I'll watch anything. You know. Um, Events. That's how I found out about like Kelly's Heroes and yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Kelly's Heroes. Had, <laughs> that's like, a great. I think one. That's a long. You got. You better just plan your day around it because it's a long movie. Oh, that's funny because uh, or Don Rickles is in that, and then Don we, Rickles, Telly Savalas. Oh, yeah, but your but six we were we Don Rickles. We we were watching another Don Rickles movie, <laughs> a lesser known Don Rickles movie called. Beach blanket bingo. Oh, yeah, that was with, uh, <laughs> yeah. He was a young Don Rickles. <laughs> yeah, with with uh, you know, uh, 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 not Frankie Valley, not maybe Frankie Frank- Avalon. Oh, Frankie Avalon and uh, Annette Fujicelli. Fr- mm-hmm. Fr- oh, yeah. oh my god! Yeah, yeah. When when they did all those silly little beach movies. Yes, and yes, yes. It, we were waiting Hilarious. to leave to go uh, Saturday to head up, and she's like, "What's this?" I'm like. It's just these movies that Frankie and you know they they did like they're goofy. They made no sense whatsoever. Actually, what I said is, and he never touched beach the movie. blanket bingo, and then we watched it. Yeah, there was no bingo. <laughs> right, no, there no blankets blanket. on the beach. Yeah. There was a beach. That's it. There was like a a, a fun loving uh, biker. It was like Greece, just different. Yeah, it, it, it was definitely an interesting movie. It was the Asper 
Tame of uh, entertainment. <laughs> no, I don't even remember. Do you know that Don Rickles had a sitcom? What? Yeah. I didn't know that. It's called, see, write this down. Or get, have it on your Google screen so you'll, okay. you'll right, YouTube. Write, all right, hold on. I got my list. Write it down. Mm-hmm. You'll, it's called CPO Sharky. That sounds terrible. CPO. It's a Marine thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Navy. You know, I mean, it's a, he's, a, he's, a, he's in the military. He's like running his, you know, platoon. Oh, is training. it almost like, um, where was Phil Silvers? Like uh, Sergeant Bilko? Like kind of like that? Yeah, but, it, you know, it's tailor-made for his personality, you know? You, you know what? I think you'll get a kick out of it. Hey, There's so a- I... Oh, go um, ahead. Go ahead. There's a bunch of shows that came out in that around that time that were trying to just do something different, and you know, it's kind of like how the George Carlin show became. It was just oh yeah, yeah, yeah. dude, I loved the George Carlin show. He's a ca- he played the perfect cabbie at, at that time. You know, in New York, that's that that's what it was like. And they'd all meet at the neighborhood bar, you know, right. That was like the thing in that era. That's another one if you haven't seen the George Carlin show. All right. So are you familiar with the I mean, you gotta be familiar, heard about the the Kevin Bacon game, you know, the movies and you know, sixty you know, was, the idea was like, you know, humanity's closer than you think and you're like six people away from everybody. Six degrees of separation. Right. Are you you're yeah. familiar with this, right? I'm familiar with that concept. I think aviation's two degrees of separation. Oh yeah, and and some airframes are a little too close for comfort. I exactly. agree. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, you're like, hey, can I make that motherfucker four degrees farther? <laughs> um, <laughs> so the idea was like Kevin Bacon being a like a an actor that worked a lot was that you can name an actor and within six <laughs> movies connect him to Kevin Bacon somehow. You know, like, you know, like, uh, I don't know. I don't know what's a, a good example, but, um, I don't either. oh, all right. So, all right. One degree would be like, um, mm-hmm. hey, uh, John Lithgow. You're like, well, they, they were in, um, whatever the Dancy Feet movie. Um, yeah, Footloose. Footloose, oh, yeah. right? Dancy all right. So, one, one. All right. So, and then, or, all right. So, you say Kristen Johnson, who was John Lithgow's, uh, castmate in a TV show. So you say, you know, Kevin Bacon this with John Lithgow and she was in this TV show. Boom, boom, boom. Bada bing, bada boom. Right. <laughs> you know, and then next thing you know, everyone's eating gabagool and have a good time. Yeah. Which by the way, but they said that in, in, uh, was it in India? No, 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 oh, no, no, never no. Mind. You're thinking of something else. No, I know it. it was Your brain is derailed. Folks, if you're listening in lifetime, her brain just derailed. It does that often. It does. It's it's yeah. it's a constant East Palestine, Ohio, in her head. It's it's, it's not Tourette's, folks. It's that's yeah, it's real. No, it's just it's just a constant normal. Like Pete Buttigieg has a lot of problems to deal with her brain getting fucking derailed. Who? The guy, transportation secretary. Listen. 
<laughs> Folks, this is the only podcast you're going to listen to that someone right off the top of their head can name the <laughs> transportation secretary. You're not getting meat and potatoes like that from anywhere else because you're getting junk food, folks. That's right. I'm Casey, and I have my pulse mm-hmm. on everything, okay? Murka. So just just get with it or get behind I'm it. Big Ed. I do not. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I, just, I just listen and make comments. Yeah. We, he, we he, all right. All right. Big enjoy. Ed's in Vegas where they have a big virtual eyeball that's a music <laughs> venue. Yeah. Hey, before we get derailed further, yeah. I have a, a movie. We? Well, me. Whatever. Before you We're guys leave me on the other train. Yeah. <laughs> I have a movie announcement. Mm. Okay. That may or may not be new for everybody else. But to me, it's breaking news. Oh, she really likes chocolate milk. <laughs> she, she's about to cross the uh, strike line. <laughs> what? She's like, I'm writing a movie. Scab, scab, scab. I'm a scab, yeah. <laughs> right. And it's called Squirrel. See, Big Head? We're all squirrels. Yeah. Squirrel. So, there was a commercial that I saw maybe, commercial? it was probably last week at probably Studio C. And it was a pizza commercial. And it told us all at Studio C that there was going to be a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. Nobody knew that before then. Big Ed, did you know that? What's that? That there's going to be a new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie? You know what? I'm not going to get excited over that. That's a little before. I mean, way after my time. Wait for it. Wait for it. I wasn't either. And I was confused as to how you could just randomly talk about a movie that's coming out soon on one Pizza Hut commercial or one, I don't even know what pizza company it was, but so today- they like pizza, that's why. Right, right, right. But I forget what brand it was. Because all turtles like pizza. Yeah, pepperoni pizza. Yeah. Especially especially that Michelangelo guy. I saw the trailer right before Casey arrived. Right. Jackie Chan, Seth Rogen. Now, obviously, it's a commercial. I mean, a commercial, a cartoon. John Cena, Ice Cube. Oh, there were way more. Hold on. Paul Rudd, Maya Rudolph. Mm, don't know who these Oh, yeah. Are. Hannibal Burris. He's a good comic. There's a ton of oh, people. Oh, yeah. No. That made me post Malone for whatever that is. No, oh, he's a culture yeah. vulture. Yeah. 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 Sure, I can't say. Can't sing. Anyway, I thought that was interesting. And it starts, it comes out August 2nd, and I've heard of it twice. So, yeah. Kind of weird. So I've been watching on Peacock. Peacock? Yeah, Peacock actually has some good shows on there. I don't know the name of the show anymore. <laughs> Good job, sweet Melissa. Yeah. <laughs> Not married with children, the other one. Ed O'Neill's in it. It was the last one he did. The fuck's it? Oh, 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 yeah. Oh, uh, Modern Family. Yeah. I'll tell yeah, you what, show. that guy, Phil, is Ty Burrell, 
Cause you know what to remind me, you guys were talking about Ty Burrell the last show and yeah, yeah. your opening monologue. And I, you know, I didn't, I don't know. I didn't usually jump on in the beginning. I didn't, I didn't hear it till today. I, I think I missed the first 10, 15 minutes of the last show for whatever reason. But you God. should listen to the beginning of the show because sometimes we're taking shots at you. Right? We, we, we know. I we do. First, first of all, I, I'm probably the only one that listens to the show again. <laughs> so I, I, w- I would have heard this eventually. I've, I've heard them all, so you guys haven't, except for that one day with Big Mike. He said that. Let me say. Oh, the. That David Pearson fan with the share record. <laughs> I'm like, that motherfucker, he don't even know what he's talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I got the old keyboard and wrote a letter from the Monty C. <laughs> from the Monty C. It, there was that, a letter. That's how was, everything started. That's how it all started. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, this son of a bitch is funny. I've been st- starting from season one. And, and you know what? The kids are really talented. And when they're little, they're cute, but they're really they were very good then i think they were better than and i think as teenagers they it looks like there's a little bit of going through the motion or i don't know they they were definitely i, I don't know i liked them as little kids better yeah but anyway phil is just that guy uh ty burrell is a great uh comedic actor yeah yeah yeah, yeah for sure <laughs> cuz he has his his ways of remembering words, you know, like someone's name. He'll start with like the drapes. Guy's name could be Carlos. He'll start with the drapes and it'll come up, you know, after like, you know, like six ways of separation, he'll come up with the guy's name. Thinking. You know? Mm-hmm. That's how my brain works. The the one guy in that show, uh he, he plays um he, he's married to the, the oh you told me the story uh, but I don't the, the heavy set guy that's the the married gay couple whatever yeah yeah the one that's like he's super feminine and he's like yeah he's funny he, he'd been on howard and he just talks about yeah he was good on howard he was talking about being on like tinder and shit one time yeah 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 yeah, yeah. and he's like while he's while he's doing the sh- like this yeah, is, yeah the show was still running yeah, yeah, and he's like, like you think I, this guy'd be able to get a date? I guess not. No, but he's like, ah, I'm just channeling my mom. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> oh my god, that's awesome! But <laughs> he does a thing with the because he's from Kansas City, and uh, he has like a recurring role, like where he shows up, and, like he's supposed to be like uh, Andy Reid's brother. Yeah, he's like, yeah, I sell jet skis, and he just shows up, and they do like video content for the Chiefs. And he just like fucks around with the players. And he's like, yeah, you know, I sell jet skis. Uh, It's slow season. So I'm out here, you know, during the camp, you know, helping out. And uh, we call some plays for you guys. (laughs) (laughs) And then he's got like, you know, he's just like messing with Andy the whole time. It's pretty funny, actually. I'm like, oh, man, this guy's awesome. (laughs) No, it was a pretty good cast. I didn't realize the girl, the the wife of Phil Dunphy, she was uh, in Happy Gilmore. Yes. Really? Yes. She's very yeah. young in Happy Gilmore. Really? Way young. A small part? And, and then she's a no, one she of was my... a main, main character. She no, no, was no. The... She was the love interest. Oh. She was the, wow. the one. She was like... the tour, like she was the PR person for the tour. For the tour, correct. I would have never figured that out. She did not I... pieces of You know what? It was the voice when I had my head turned. I'm like, oh, my God, that's the lady from... Ah. modern family funny 
Um, and she's good oh, in that too. She's another uh, pretty good comedic actor actress. Um, her timing, she's very physical. She's uh, there was a mo- uh, TV show with Shatner and Shatner. Um, uh, I'm going to forget his name. It was called Boston Legal. Yeah, and she she was one of the lawyers in the firm, and she really? was always great in that one. Always, I didn't great. know she was in that. Was she re- a recurring character or a regular? No, no, she was a regular. She was a regular, huh. and she was kind of like a heel to them because she was like kind of like she had to be a baby. Uh, well, not as young as the. Uh, I mean, it was before Happy Modern Family, family. right? Um, huh. But yeah, you know, she kind of played like a heel to the. Um, William Shatner character. He he was, you know, and the whole thing was like he he was ahead of the firm, but maybe out of touch, and you know, people were trying to push him out. Hmm. Good show, Boston Legal. My nanny used to watch it. Hmm. I had She's someone tell lady. me the other night that mm-hmm. I, they were asking for a show to watch. Is a, is a girl? She's a dispatch. She's probably like in her late twenties. And I said, oh, Tulsa King, that is pretty good. I went on, oh, I don't have Paramount. And that's like, oh, you know what? Everybody's watched Yellowstone. She goes, that's an old people show. Mm. <laughs> like, you what? eat your words. <laughs> hmm. I'm like, there's a lot of cool characters in that show. I mean, this probably—I said that broad would probably be your hero if you watched it. <laughs> that is the ultimate Karen. <laughs> She's yes. badass, Karen. The ultimate badass, baddest badass. Uh, for a chick. Oh, Beth. Mm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. She's hey, you watch? Those, hold my drink, and she goes and you know knocks somebody's teeth mm. out. You, you watch a uh, All Star game? No, you know what? I I I worked, but I watched Home Run Derby. Yeah, that was fun. We hey, so hey, Randy gave it a hell of a run. Yeah, he sure did. He um, the the whole the, the, they all did except uh, I felt bad. I didn't feel bad, but. Uh, Big boy, he goes up there and only gets like fifteen homers. Didn't really. Oh, uh, Alonzo. No, the uh, the one I thought was going to win it. I the Dreads. Uh, what the fuck's his name? Oh, uh, Cecil. I can't think of it. I picked him. It's a big dude he, with the Dreads. He had his had his Dreads in Hold like on. a ponytail. I'll tell you, it was his last name. He had won it, and he hadn't done it in years. He what? He hadn't he hadn't been in it in a few years. He had won it before. Hmm. Mom. He's a son of, of another famous. No, no, no. He he won it. Who? Vlad Guerrero won it. Oh yeah. Wait, now I'm just confused. Yeah. No, Does he he, he won the whole too? thing. No, no, no. Vlad Guerrero won the whole thing. That's what you're thinking of. No. He, he was out at the first yeah. round. Are you thinking of Adolis Garcia? No. Mookie, oh, Mookie Betts? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
No, I mean, hey, I used to play. I used to play home run derby on MLB, and I won with the pitcher. I can't remember. It was a, like a. I just oh, picked gosh. like an inanimate Padres reliever. Yeah, like, yeah. He fucking okay. won the home run derby. You have two. It's like when I won the Super back. Bowl at Vidi Testaverde in, in uh, Madden 2000 on Nintendo. Nice. That was that was a lot of work. <laughs> that was tough. Yeah, he kept blowing his Achilles heel. I'm like, stop doing it. Stop doing that. And that but I Curtis Curtis Martin, so my you know, always wide right. He always made that he always made the corner, you know? Yeah. Well, that's my Curtis favorite Martin. My, favor- my, my favorite my favorite Martin. Martin. Yeah, yeah, my favorite Martin. That's the call. Yeah, he was great. That's when ESP I you know what? I watched a little bit of ESPN today. Because I recorded, uh, I remember I said watch SRX, right? And you know what? I let it run like fifteen minutes over on the record in case, like sometimes there's some bullshit that goes on, and you know you missed like the last, you know, down to like two laps, and they're duking it out. You're like, what the fuck? So I've learned to, you know, just let it. You you could set your recorder to like you know. Anyway, I did mine for like 30 minutes and I watched part of ESPN and I'm like, this is hardly watchable. <laughs> Other than the fact that it was Wimbledon. I like Wimbledon. You know, they were talking about it. and But, like, man, he's got it. Terrible. 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 That guy knows what I mean. <laughs> that well, guy gets it. While we're at that time, do you want to get ready and then we'll move on to other things there, uh, Big Ed? Yeah. All right. Stand by. Big Ed's Rock and Roll roll Retrospective. Take it away, Big Ed. Thanks, guys. So keeping with the theme of who was doing what, what the Beatles and then who, you know, the Stones, they were very competitive, so we did let it bleed and like, well, let's see what's going on in the U S like in the West coast and music scene. And I'm like the doors, LA woman, because the, the doors, they weren't competitive. They were true artists. In my opinion, they just played the music. They had something to say. They just did it their way. So the doors, LA woman, 1971, LA woman is the sixth studio album by the American rock band, The Doors. It was released on April 19th in 1971 by Elektra Records. This would be the last Doors album to feature lead singer Jim Morrison during his lifetime due to his sudden death exactly two months and two weeks following the album's release. Even more so than its predecessors, the album is heavily influenced by blues. It was recorded without longtime producer Paul Rothschild after he quit the band over an apparent lack of uh, an apparent lack of quality in their studio performances. Subsequently, the band co-produced the album with longtime sound engineer Bruce Botnick. I would say no loss there. Botnick rocked it out. The group and Botnick organized a makeshift recording studio at their private rehearsal space, which was a two-story building at uh, Santa Monica Boulevard. They could then record in a more comfortable and relaxed atmosphere. Get the creative juices flowing. They used the soundboard they had purchased from Electric uh, Records and installed it upstairs in their workshop, along with studio monitors, microphones, keyboards. Uh, They were also set up there. 
because there was not an isolated vocal booth, Morrison recorded the, the album in the bathroom doorway, singing into the same microphone used on the Doors of Final Tour. According to Botnick, Morrison was easy to work with and spent long hours in the studio with little consumption of alcohol. Yeah, no Paul Rothschild to stress these guys out. For recording, Elvis Presley's bassist Jerry Sheff and rhythm guitarist Marco Benel were brought in to provide additional backing. This really excited Morrison, being a huge Elvis fan. According to John Densmore, the drummer, Densmore portrayed Sheff as this uh, all-in-pocket type of drummer, uh, excuse me, bassist, for his steady supportive role and praise how Sheff allowed me to communicate rhythmically with Morrison. And he really slowed down Ray Manzarek down with his right hand on the keyboards because sometimes it got too goddamn fast. The band began recording without much material and needed to compose songs on the spot, either by jamming or talking through ideas. In a 1994 interview, guitarist Robbie Krieger stated, Rothschild was gone, which is one reason why we had so much fun. The warden was gone. Back to the basics. Everything was recorded live with very little overdubbing, which was mostly keyboards. Rolling Stones' Robert Meltzer was impressed by the sense of fun and the togetherness of the band, saying it was the Doors' greatest album and the best album of the year. Uh, the new Musical Express critic, Rick Carr, called it one of the best in some time, praising it having uh, great depth, vigor, and presence. While Melody Maker wrote a not-so-favorable review, comm uh, commending some cuts, especially the uh, effective electric piano of Riders on a Storm, but deemed the rest of the album as just staleness. And that's it. Also obvious that originally has left them. All originality, excuse me. Boy, Melody Maker, did they get it wrong, in my opinion. They got it so wrong that in Australia, Canada, France, Spain, and the U.S., it went multi-platinum. Three times in the U.S., four times Australia, three times Canada, two times France. And then went gold in four other countries. Yeah, this guy says he really knows this music. So in the doors, you have Jim Morrison on vocals, Ray Manzarek piano organ, including a Hammond organ on the Changeling, Hyacinth House, and the Wasp. The Vox Continental on Lover Madly, and uh, a Rose piano on Ellie Woman and Riders on the Storm. He did play rhythm guitar on Been Down So Long. Robbie Krieger on lead guitar. John Densmore, drums, also drums with brushes on Cars Hiss by My Window, tambourine on Lover Madly and Been Down So Long. Additional musicians, Jerry Sheff on bass. And for, those of you to, for those of you who don't know, Jerry Sheff was also uh, the bassist in Elvis's band, uh, the TCB, Taking Care of Business. Mark Benno, rhythm guitar on Been Down So Long, Cars Hiss by My Window, L.A. Woman, and Crawling Kingsnake. All songs wrote, played, written by The Doors, except for Coral and Kingsnake. Johnny Lee Hooker gets the writing credits for this one. Ten tracks and clocks in at 48.25. 48 minutes, 25 seconds, excuse me. The album wastes no time. It snaps right into Changeling. Densmore with the four-count fill gets right to business. Manzarek filling in sporadic keyboards while Chef keeps Densmore in the pocket. You can hear the Hammond organ. I can hear the overdubs of keyboards and organ. Krieger provides a unique lead and only chimes in on the chorus. Morrison is the crawling king snake and sings vicious vengeance of purpose. Lover Madly, 
This is a classic rock staple. It is safe, catchy little hook played well by Krieger and Manzarek. Jerry Chef plays the bass like he has been with these guys for the last six years and is really the backbone of this song. Jim's vocals are like vocal poetry. Been down so long. I believe to be a biographical of Jim's life at the time, and if you listen, there are no keyboards, and Manzarek plays the rhythm guitar and is quite convincing. Krieger makes his guitar scream, and Chef is making his bass howl. Cars hiss by my window. A classic blues tune, and Jerry Chef is quite at home with this one, as well as Krieger and Densmore playing the brushes to soften up the song, while Jim cries the blues, and the band seems to relish this slow tempo jam. L.A. Woman. This is just an all-time classic. Starts out with the lone guitar chord, and then Manzarek starts up, and every little fill, someone else joins in, and the tempo and intensity slowly builds until Jim joins in and seems like the plateau if only for the moment, as Jim rolls into the chorus, L.A. Woman is going to have to do. I, I understand why this is critically acclaimed. If there was ever a Doors masterpiece, this would probably be it. Chef was born to play bass on this one, and hard to believe he is a session guy with this band. The intensity builds until Mr. Mojo rises and explodes, and the rest of the rock and roll history. The rest is rock and roll history. La America, very unorthodox song with the chant La America which Jim is singing Latin America. Again, Jim is really singing about LA, which seems to be his America. And it has unorthodox as the music seems for the doors. It circles to the chorus in a very doors fashion with Manzarek playing his styled chords and rhythms. Hyacinth House. I really enjoy this song probably the most on, on the album. Morrison, who is well-versed in Greek mythology, knew of this myth and was, in referencing it, reflecting on his happiness and his life coming to an end. Morrison's life is parallel to the Hyacinth House, a house of beauty and fame. The song is as close to Jim Morrison's suicide note than we have. Musically, a pretty song and his ear candy that is quite palatable. Crawling Kingsnake. One of my favorite Morrison vocals. His voice seems to thrive on the style of singing and lets it rip. Mark Benno on the opening guitar, chef with the 12 counts himself in, and this seems to get Jim going. The riff just keeps ripping, and everyone dances on the foundation. The bass is prominent and dominant and gives Densmore plenty of opportunity to keep time and play some tasty fills throughout this jam. Johnny Lee is proud every time he hears this. I know I would be. The Wasp. Texas Radio, and the Big B. Jim at his finest again. This has a very Texas blues rock feel, and the band does a good job keeping it going and being part of Jim's poetry while Jim chooses one of his poems, does a spoken word verse, and sings the chorus. If keyboards ever fit in it, it is this jam. Riders on the Storm, another iconic track that is the closest to a free bird or stairway to heaven next to the Light My Fire, this is the legacy song of the Doors. I cannot stress what a difference having Chef in his lineup. He is, he is like an impact athlete, a real game changer. All I could say is, wow. It is like listening to Abbey Road, and I believe this was the original idea of the last two albums I retroed. What was the competition doing? And I can say the Doors were not competitive, but rather than they were artists. Although the Doors would, would continue to record after Jim's death, but I'll make it clear, there is no substitute for Jim Morrison, the Lizard King, Mr. Mojo Rising. I love this period of music, all analog, no auto-tune. You either had it or you did not. 
these guys had it. People thought the doors were finished and were caught off guard when this came out. I cannot take all the credit on this, though. John DiLorenzo, or DiLo, or Johnny Nitro by some, he had it, and he had, he shared some of it with me and taught me about the doors and to listen to music and with headphones. Right now, as I speak, I have on my old Bose triports and listening to the Wasp. I am the stoned immaculate right now. The Duke boy of Nesquag would say the doors could move fences. And the Duke boy of Nesquag and the General Lee would crank the changeling and say, watch, I'll show you how. Well, that's for another day. After all, you're not tobogganing down Delo's driver with some acquired jack and the crawling kink snake blaring on the radio. I'm Big Ed. Listen and enjoy. You know, uh, I think this is a Doors album that, in my opinion, gets kind of overlooked. You know, a lot a lot of focus is on the first album, which is a, a great first album. Um, and I think uh, a lot of, and in the Morrison Hotel, I think L.A. Woman kind of gets overlooked, I think. It's a great album. It, it- I- it's it's, it's 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 a rock and roll album. Yeah. Do you know Robbie Krieger had only played guitar for 18 months mm-hmm. when joining the Doors? Yes. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. And he had mastered the uh, flamenco style in that time. Yes. He pl- he he yeah, he kind of plucked his strings. He didn't use like a traditional pick. I saw you know, I saw him uh play I'm going to say like 1999, he came to a very small venue in Clearwater. Not even Clearwater Beach, but Clearwater proper. Mm-hmm. Uh, huh. And uh, with his own band, his son was playing in it and singing. It's a Robbie Krieger band. They played a couple original songs, but they played door songs and uh, – I was probably like 15 feet from him. Hmm. He, he was pretty amazing to watch live. Yeah, he, he he makes it sound like he's playing a slide guitar sometimes, the way he works that fret, you know? He's, sure. You know what? We were talking about underrated guitars. I think uh, Subway Slam asked me, and I'm like, you know, I would say Robbie Krieger, dude. This, this guy can play. Yeah, he's Robbie, one, he's Robbie one of the great, can play. He's a... a no one, he had no one in that genre or that time period or even today that plays the way he played. No one ever talks about the way he played. Listen to like and, Maggie McGill. You know what I mean? Just the, oh yeah, the there, way it a, starts out, he's just kind of picking away. It sounds like he's got a little slide going on, but Sp- oh, Spanish uh, Caravan? Are you kidding me? Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I think he shines. He, he does play a slide on wild. You know, Jimmy Page is out there trying to like measure his cock next to everyone. I'm like, yeah, you never played Aww. Spanish Caravan though. Yeah, don't make fun of Jimmy Page, right? I, I'm not. I'm not trying to make fun of. I'm just saying the guy's just <laughs> out there, just trying to measure his cock next to everybody all the time. I'm like, dude. You and, never then, played and then, Spanish and then he Caravan. plays Achilles' last stand. You're like, oh, okay, you and what guitars? And I'm like. <laughs> Jimmy Page, and you're like, that's oh good yeah, one. that's pretty. Yeah, that's pretty good guitars. It's and if I said Robbie Krieger, also would be like, oh yeah, yeah that's Beanie Rock and Roll. Like, oh, yeah, that's a good guitars. 
<laughs> yeah, it was a, a fun album, and you know, I haven't. I pulled up the naughty before I. Oh, you know what? I'm sorry. If you want to, you guys can hear this again on Naughty Radio Sundays at noon. Correct. And after after the the retrospect, the captain is going to roll right into the album. And if you want to buy the album, just mention Big Ed, and you'll yeah, get a the, discount. The, the promo code Big Ed. Big Ed. Yeah. That's what I said. Well, that's it's my way. Just, of yeah, it was a, it was a little. I went around the corner. Yeah. Okay, she's direct. Yeah, enter Big Ed into the uh, coupon code. Mm-hmm. Yay! Well, I, I I'm a little disappointed. Man, Subway, where the hell is he at? Mm-hmm. Anyways, that's all right. I will uh, have good content for him next week. Apparently, yeah. apparently, a, a director watched the wrong high school performance. What do you mean? Well, uh, Timothy Chalamet got his gig in the, uh, the, the newer, whatever, the uh, Charlie and Chaka factory oh. by watching a high school performance. Oh. That director watched the wrong performance. Oh. He didn't watch the one with the guy that ripped his pants. <laughs> the stage. It could have been Subway. Right. I don't know. These, <laughs> these guys, you know. And these are the guys that are trying to like tell writers what they should or should make. Right. So you know, yes, mm-hmm. come full circle. Mm-hmm. Hey, so you know, um, it, so uh, the the MLB game, they always do this thing, this stand up for cancer during the. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, they've been doing this for uh, the last, I'd say, like four or five years. Maybe even a little longer during the All Star Game, right? And everyone stands up, right? Are you are you familiar with uh, this thing that they do there, Big Ed? No. Yeah, go ahead. Well, they stand up and they put a name on there, like you know, their mammy or whoever yeah. had cancer. Well, I have a new bit. It's called My Cat is Such an Asshole. (laughs) So I'm going to say, and it's going to require a callback. So uh, I'm going to say, My Cat is Such an Asshole. How much of an asshole is he? Uh, Is No, my cat laid down during the uh, stand up for cancer and just started to purr instead. (laughs) So uh, rude. Yeah, that's how much my cat's an asshole. <laughs> Does your cat Late? stand for the national anthem? Uh, actually, no. <laughs> what a pussy. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> laid down. They were like, stand for cancer. He laid down and went right back to sleep. I think you should make that cat watch CPO Sharky. Hmm. Probably would. Think so. He likes a good action photo. Is it action? I mean, action movie. 
CPO Sharky. CPO, Charlie Papa. Oscar, Oscar. Yeah. right. Well, put it on the to-do list. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Big Mike's gone. Uh, well, yeah, I forgot that I was going to say look, where to he, go. He's got, he's got things going on. Uh, I don't know. He had some adult engagements, and then I think he's out of town next week. So I think we're a couple weeks without the old Big Mike. It's oh, funny you said adult engagements. I kind of wondered if that would be happening. Did watch the SRX, uh, you know, racing. Yeah, it's good stuff. I, I was a little disappointed because I was looking for an SRX and I didn't see it. But uh, you know, hey, look, I'm I'm not totally inflexible. Wait, what's the SRX? It's a Cadillac. Uh, uh, no SRX. Uh, That's a Superstar Racing. Yeah, yeah, Superstar mm-hmm. Racing. Hey, little, little uh, Hallie Deegan, the 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 young girl in the series. I think she might be twenty one now. Yeah, they they have a good crew. I mean, it was, you know, it was good to see Ken Schrader out there. I haven't seen him in a while, but he's you know he's still racing during the week. Hey, Ryan Newman, uh, the Rocket had a good had a he had a good, good run. run. He came yeah, back. He, he came back. Uh, I know after crashing. Sure did. And, and in the backup car. Correct. And it was rain short, and he was in second place. Oh, I thought he was going to steal it. I was waiting for it, and they, they called it. I think they could have let it run. I don't think the frame was that bad. Yeah, I think I think they were all like, uh, I don't know, something about the weather. They just end up calling it. I was like, oh, all right. Did you see the rotors glow on some of those cars? Uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Some I, of the brake rotors? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, you know, we we caught the last ha- we caught the last like forty laps. And, you know, it's like probably what like a ninety lap race or something. Seventy five. Like yeah. Well, we caught the last forty. Yeah, I caught. Yeah, I caught the whole thing. I watched it. I watched it today. Caught the whole thing. Yeah. Was- so what do you? Uh, I'm I'm looking through the naughty. I see. You know, I was thinking, well, maybe I'll do one more from that year, or you know, and then figure something else out. Well, I, I got those records. I just didn't even dive into them today. Um, oh, just got to look and see which ones are on here. I'm sure yeah, there's yeah, a yeah. handful of mine. I'm, 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 sh- I'm sure there is. Is the today was a uh, complicated day. Sounds like it. Yep. Nine day. I went to the uh, T bones and put in some. Uh, light fixtures mm. and the bowl doesn't fit on because it's against the wall somebody uh. didn't use the ruler <laughs> remember cut once measure twice yeah. oh shit i was cut twice yeah measure. yeah <laughs> yeah I... cut twice measure four times <laughs> fuck, yeah. fuck. Mm-hmm. well you know florida's not Good state for contractors. No. Bad rap. Bad rap. Bad. Bad rap. Earned, yeah, earned rap. Mm-hmm. You're like, uh, God, I hope this house makes it through the first hurricane and then I'm gold. Yeah. Because I don't want to call someone because they never fucking show up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> 
So that's I think, I, I think we got a cousin that's still trying to get a fucking bathroom remodeled. Like from a year uh, ago. Yeah. You know? I think you're right. Yeah. Wait, wait, way to be go getters, folks. Jerky, jerky. But if you're listening to the show and that's why you're not getting the work done, then that's okay. That's okay. Mm-hmm. And then you can write us at the show at Warm Beer and Cheap Seats and mm-hmm. we will uh, get you, uh, you know, get a jail free card or say, like, hey, you're a little tum tum hurt and uh, couldn't yeah. make it. Uh, Got to make boom booms or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're too busy pooping. <laughs> I'd make boom booms on a bellyache. Yeah, that's okay. So reach out to you us. You stay we're, home we're... and they in bed and be like, Mama, can you have some more petite marshmallows, please? <laughs> what is that from? Who cares? Oh my God, that's hilarious. <laughs> Actually, that's from... Uh, Sounds like... Billy Crystal and Gregory Hines, they did... Um, oh, oh, no, no, no. I know what you're talking about. Uh, he calls, it. He calls like, the, the drug lord, like, Mama, I have some more petite marshmallows in my hot cocoa. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, right? that's, like, one of the most underrated, like, buddy comedy, like, cop. Oh, he was... that. That's probably Billy Crystal at his... Fi- I mean, he was... No, no, no. She... she Sweet Melissa's gonna, her brain's gonna explode. It's it's with the Michael McDonald, Sweet Freedom. It's that same. Nuh-uh. Movie. Yes. Aww, Michael McDonald does a They were trying to buy like a, a bar in uh, the Caribbean. In Key West. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I love and they wind up retiring and they go down there and they get bored and they come back or something. Something stupid. Yeah. R- running scared. Running scared. Yeah. Yes. I very, very so. underrated film. Why haven't I seen that yet? I don't know. Life's, we don't know, Melissa. We got to get you caught up on Pop yeah. culture is not your area of expertise, nope. for sure. Sure isn't. No, running scares of... Listen, folks, yeah. if you're listening, go run directly <laughs> towards running scared. And watch it before Sweet Melissa. Yeah. It's probably like on Tubi or one of them. It's probably you know, on lots free. of places. Probably on Netflix. Yeah, probably. Oh, you can do the the Bubba Gump. Yeah, yeah. It's it's on Netflix. It's on uh, Apple TV. It's <laughs> it's uh it's on Tubi. It's on the the uh, PlayStation Four, PlayStation Five. <laughs> PlayStation 6 when it becomes available. <laughs> it's on the Xbox, Xbox Live, Xbox One. It's on the Nintendo Switch somehow. Uh, on the Game yeah. Boy? It, it's on DirecTV. It's on demand. Sometimes on PBS. Right? <laughs> Is that how it sounds? Yeah. Forrest Gump. Yeah, he's like, they called that a million dollar wound. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like uh, that. Uh, Army must keep that money because I haven't seen a nickel of that money. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I love that. Army must keep that money. Yeah, because the army's good at keeping money. <laughs> yeah, the, and any military branch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can be started. I used to balance. I had to balance a budget for the assholes. <laughs>
So 1970, hey, hey. I was thinking another album from 1970. Sorry. Oh, okay. I'm looking. I'm looking through. No, I just saw. Uh, I, I'm not going to. I just did a Black Sabbath album, I think, about four months ago. But Master Reality, I could see the direction that how, what the Beatles and Zeppelin, you know, what was. I'll just keep hmm. All right. So we're looking at Naughty Radio, right? Yeah, this is on Naughty. There's a lot of good stuff. Oh, yeah, for sure. There's a lot of 19... I got to look... That's what I'm looking for. 1970. Are you shopping it by 1970? No, I don't know how to do that. I mean, I could put 1970, but I don't know if that'll do anything. The search function isn't... It, it, I'm sure it's an evolution. Has not evolved yet. It, it's it's getting a little better. Look, Listen, it's it's cat, look, it's it's, it's better cat. than the one that we have, so I can't really. <laughs> yeah, can't shop it that way. Yeah. Oh. Hmm. Interesting. Just because Guns N' Roses. Yeah, Guns N' Roses. They went in a time machine. Yeah. Let's, let's skip that, ahead. Oh, about. shit. You know what? I think I had a, a video to share with you. Um, yeah. All right, hold on. Oops, I did it again. The nineteen seventy version. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> Hold on. You guys just keep searching. I'll just uh, send this over in a second. And I'm going to send you a link. I want you to. I don't know how well it's going to work, but it's uh, Facebook Reels. Yeah. Sometimes on Sundays I get sucked into it. I just learned it was a thing just now. Well, it's. Um, You know, uh, what have you, uh, Zeppelberg? <laughs> just <laughs> are you watching it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I get it. Yeah, uh, you I, think I, it's I Back to the Future. The guy probably hit like a telephone pole, fucking knocked down <laughs> a fucking transformer, caused yeah. more damage than he'll, he'll ever be able to pay back in his lifetime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He did uh, go pretty- ripping through that intersection. I like this, you know, they put a score to it, you know, like it was the final scene of Back to the Future. <laughs> That's funny because I, you know, I think uh, at the end of my thing, I said something about, let me see. Uh, uh. Duke Boy would say the doors could move, the doors could move fences and the Duke Boy of Nesquad and the Lee would crank the changeling and say, watch, I'll show you how. <laughs> people stopped asking me why in the car you know what i mean because i'm gonna have to turn the car around and show them how i can you know 
go through that muddy field or some bullshit. Oh, that would be selfish, Adam Hart mother. Because they were way out there. They weren't even. Adam Hart mother. No, no, no. I hear, I hear the, I hear fucking meow meow. Yeah, <laughs> that's the baby. I don't know why he's upset, but he is. Yeah, you do a little, uh, I mean, that that's another take on rock in that era, though. It's, What's that, it's, Sabbath? It's, no, the Adam Hart mother. It's not, it's not it's not incorrect to say I mean no, it's not I look I have no problem doing it I was look, just trying to look, be a little it, outside it, the box of something I haven't done and it's it's a direction that rock and roll was going at that oh time. yeah for sure and, and, I mean, if and, you they want, were, and you know what it wasn't a fully formed and you know paid, it, it was paid. still an evolution Ooh, oh God, it look was this look at this I, I I think that would be a good one because they change rock in a, in a lot of different sense not long after that, you know, because you have... A, uh, I can't argue with that. I Just let me look at one factoid, and then I think you might have a lock if this is not as 1970. Because if not me, I'm, I'm trying to, like, push you towards a David Bowie, but I think David Bowie was... Uh, I don't think he had a good album in 70. I'm, I'm looking at Aladdin Sane, but I think that was like 72. I was looking. Yeah, I, I could do that. I was looking at the Who Tommy. That's yeah. a double. That's going to be a lot of work. I, I And I always say that, and I wind up, you know, doing it, but. The double albums are hard. Adam Hart Mother right. Mother thinks a double. No, 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 it's not. You're thinking like Uma Guma. Let me see. Yeah, Adam Hart. I actually I haven't listened to. I mean, yeah, from start to finish, I can't remember the last time I listened to it. It's 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 not a developed Pink Floyd. You know, they're still trying to find their sound with Gilmore. A right. good. It was. I I enjoyed it. No, oh, it's it's good. Well, it's a little bit more. Yeah, it's a it's a progression. Yeah. Let's see. Sure. I know. I I think it will spark a good conversation. Oh, um, guess what year that came out? Oh, what? Adam Hart Mother. Adam Hart Mother, nineteen seventy metal, nineteen seventy one. Oh, oh, so metal. No, I'm just saying. Well, that was this last album was '71. It doesn't matter. I could Adam Hart Mother, but metal is really that started defining the sound. But oh, I, I, I got you. That yeah, that was right. Adam Hart Mother. Yeah, let's do Adam Hart Mother. Let's just lean into it. You know why not? Got nothing to lose. Deload, be proud. A lot of people would be proud. 
I, I think, think this is the first one with, with uh, I think Gilmore, no, uh, no Sid Barrett. No, Sid Barrett's gone. 1970. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. So that's something to look forward to. We're going to do a little uh, Pink Floyd, old school. And uh, we'll we'll get back into uh, some some other stuff and yeah, you know, we'll talk hey, more. People out there, throw me some suggestions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go yeah, through Fox. the naughty. Go 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 to naughty music and tell me if you see something that you like. Go to naughty radio. It's got thousands. You know, over four thousand albums and every genre, every era. Just no, uh, you know, just no bullshit. Yeah. I'm open to do a Mr. Bungle or something, you know, if you see that. Yeah, carnival. Something cool. Fucking carnival. Yeah, something cool. Yeah. Something that'll really rock the establishment, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, because it's still, at, at my age, I still want to stick it to the man, but I think. We're, we're I, always I might, open might be the man. <laughs> Stick it to myself. This song right. says... Stick it. I'm sticking it to the This man. song has it. It has it. Yes. D'Lo has it, and he shared it with me. Thank you. Johnny Nitro. See you on the other side. Catch you on the other side, Keep the shiny side up. Oh, you Children, I 